The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy time. And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. Now, you know me, when we do pre-recorded shows, I say we're live and we are live. I'm not lying, uh, but, but we are pre-recording the show and uh, this will air on Friday. There's two videos at the top of the screen. Now, it'll look a little different when you guys, <laughs> when this goes out. But the one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. 
And uh, you can watch that up until 3 o'clock if you miss that, at which time he'll be live. So 3 p.m. Eastern, he's live in that little area right there on SonsLibertyMedia.com. And on the right side of the page is where we're streaming live. All you got to do is click the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, there is a rumble icon. You can click on that and uh, take you over to the chat and rumble. We are streaming live to rumble. Our channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live over there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. A variety of little Facebook pages that I have that they're still allowing me to have for some reason uh, that we're on over there. And then also, if you're on Twitter, look for The Real Tim Brow. Don't put the N in there. Don't put Brown. Put Brow and then put substitute a 2 in there. Uh, like I said, somebody else must be The Real Tim Brown before me. But uh, that we're streaming live over there. Um, so you can you can catch us on all those platforms. But if anything goes down, always go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Top of the page, we're right there. Okay, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get that uh, once a day, sometime between seven and eight o'clock at night Eastern time. And then uh, if you want our ministry email, which has exclusive content, then you want to go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up right there on the front of the page. If you guys agree with our message and you'd like to help support us and keep us out there on the radio, the Internet, and among the people teaching our Christian constitution, uh, constitutional heritage, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, we appreciate all you guys who do that, because if, if you guys aren't supporting us, we can't go out there and do what we're doing. So thank you very much. We really do appreciate you. Our store is available also. This week we're highlighting Bradley's drum pad. Uh, it's a metronome for drummers. If you didn't know there was such a thing, this is it. Uh, and Bradley actually uses this to do some of his practicing for drums. And maybe you got somebody in your family who's a drummer. Maybe you got somebody who's wanting to be a drummer. Maybe you're one, or whatever the case may be. This will be a big help to you. It's normally a donation of $60. Uh, this week only through Saturday at midnight, we're offering it for $20 off when you use the promo code DRUMS20. Okay, DRUMS and the number 20, all one word. That gets you $20 off. And uh, that is through Saturday at midnight. Now, look, we've had um, several guests on, and we get into issues of law. We get into, and boy, have have I been learning some things over the past, I don't know, two years or so, of just how we've been beguiled as Eve was in the garden. The, the word magic and the spells, I mean, literally, the, they're spells that are cast, and we just eat it up thinking it's one thing, but it's something else. And uh, you guys have really enjoyed the shows we did with people like Ron Gibson, uh, Roger Sales, Brent Winters, and others who've kind of pulled the pulled the, the the curtain up on that to help expose exactly what's went on. And most of us were just ignorant of it. We didn't even know it had existed. Now I had some inkling of that, especially in my history that I knew regarding Abraham Lincoln, the War of Northern Aggression, and things that came after that that the Marxists were introducing into our society. But I had no idea of how deep the rabbit hole went, so to speak, uh, to use the, the current lingo that's out there. However, uh, we've had some friends up in Michigan, and uh, they shared with me some things that they're learning as well, and I shared some things that I was learning with them. And they said, oh, you've got to have one of our friends on. We have a, a, a breakfast meeting or something that they have there. I'll let, I'll let our guest explain. But uh, she's really well on this. She's written two books. She was kind enough to send me the books. And uh, we're going to show this to you on um, her website. But I found her books really helpful and uh, to just 
get things get the ball rolling. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Katie Hunting to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, great to see you. And we may get some dog action in a little bit. She said her dogs are asleep, so we're going to try to keep it down a little bit. But if they if they start barking, that's that's what's going on. It's you know it's part of the creation. We, we're not going to make too much fuss about that. But Katie, one of the things is is well, I, I tell you what. Before I ask you, or before I make mention of the books and things, you have a, a website called Article One Assemblies dot com. Article One Assemblies dot com, and that's the number one for you guys if you're uh, listening by way of radio. And you're you're learning a lot, and you're teaching other people in your community about the things that you're learning about our founding documents. That's what we're going to be talking about here. How did you get into all of this? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> well. God has a way of preparing you for what's in your future well before you know what is coming. And I want to say 20, 25, 28 years ago, um, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and someone presented me with this opportunity uh, called Gateway to Financial Freedom, you know, a multi-level marketing <laughs> program. And so I thought it was going to be something that taught me about investing, you know, financial things. And so, of course, I said, sure, I'm in. And um, what it was, was an an educational series, like a series of cassettes and uh, 28 years ago, cassette tapes. And um, it was all on actually common law. And I had never really heard of common law before, and except the only thing I ever heard of was they have a common law marriage, you know. So if someone lives together for seven years uh, lawfully or legally, they're considered married. And that was all I ever heard about common law. And this whole series, Gateway to Financial Freedom, was on lawful jurisdiction, and it blew my mind. And I was young, you know, 20, 28 years ago. It was mind blowing to me. And uh, so it was kind of set on the back burner. People back then certainly didn't want to have conversation about that kind of stuff, especially at that age. And anyhow, it's always been with me. And probably I tell everyone that my mom is my personal researcher. She is older. and. She listens to anything and everything that is thought-provoking um, that you can think of. And so one day she she said, Katie, you need to um, you need to check this out. This is what is this all about? And this was probably about six or seven years ago, and it was on birth certificates, uh, some information on birth certificates. So, you know, here 20, 20 years later, um, I got back into all this and researching them birth certificates and all kinds of stuff that has led me down a very interesting path for the last uh, six or seven years. So that's in it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. All right. And you're sharing some of your knowledge with your, your neighbors, your, your community, your friends. Uh, the Heikalas were the ones that turned me on to you. And you and I had a conversation. We're going to leave a lot of the stuff we talked about out of this uh, program. <laughs> we're going to try to focus on the books. But I, I'll tell you, I was reading through the books. And this first one is uh, an elementary catechism regarding America's founding documents. Okay, and then the second one is on the law and the Declaration of Independence, and 
I, I love it because, you know, our family uses the, the Westminster Catechism with our kids. And um, the, the thing I like about the Catechism, and, and by the way, it's biblical. I've done a show where we talked about the term katecheo out of the Greek, which meant to teach with, with questions and answers. And the Apostle Paul did that. And we see it in the, in the Passover meal. God tells them, he says, when you're doing this, your children are going to ask you, why are you doing this? What is this about? That's the catechism. That's what, it's not Roman Catholic. This is very biblical uh, in, in, in its form. But I, I really got into this because, I was trying to get over here to where, some, where the questions are. One of the things you, you t- tackle in this one, you start off, you go, what is your full understanding of the Declaration of Independence? And your answer is, uh, it's something like um, the larger catechism of the Westminster. Um, because you go through, you've got several points that you make in there. Then you break off into defining words and stuff. So this is very helpful for anybody who, I'm just sitting here thinking, anybody who wants a crash course on this, they're, they're very small books. You can see how thin they are. And, um, and and they're very helpful. So did you have somebody helping you write this, or did you just do the, all this yourself? I did it all myself. So in the course of that seven years, I was learning so much information. And there was, in my journey, I didn't have anybody there that was putting it all together. So I was collecting and all this information. And so there came a point in time, it's like, okay, I need to put this together to share it with other people in a, in a simple way. And that's where the question and answer thing came up. Um, it's like, okay, well, what's this and what's this? And so I would just answer it because I want to show people, I'm a person who is, uh, show me, where do you find that? I want to know because I was listening to people and they never gave sources or resources. They never said where they got any of their information. And I want to make sure it is accurate. And so when I put these books together, I was just taking everything that I've studied and learned and putting it in question answer format along with sources. (laughs) So other people could go and see for themselves. Trying yeah. to keep my own emotion and ideas out of it, for the most part, um, and just give facts, if you will. Well, I, I think that's really good. I think that's a that's a proper way to do it. And there are so many of these questions because you you tackle a lot of different things. Um, you you even go into some issues of what is the definition of license. Um, most people wouldn't be thinking of that in terms. And I've been talking about that too because of the fact that we talk. You know, we read in our Constitution that our rights are from God, they're to be protected, and it's specifically stated, you guys up there in D.C., you can't be writing laws about these things, and yet they write them about them all the time, and the people cheer it on. Even the guys on the so-called right, uh, the, the, the Red Party, um, they, they will still cheer on their guy when he writes uh, or he signs unlawful legislation or their representative, and they'll say, well, the other guys did it. That's their excuse. It's like, you know, a five-year-old. Well, Johnny did it, so I get to do it. So it's a real big problem. And then we find out in the states we're getting permits or permission from the state to do what thing, do things that ought to be 
part of our rights, or we get licenses. And so when we do this, can you tell people what's going on? Is that like they got a little bait on the hook and they're saying, will you please take this permit? Will you please take this license? What are they doing there and stuff like that? Oh my goodness. Well, yes. So there's different lawful jurisdictions. So that's a loaded question. Okay. There's different, there's different lawful jurisdictions. And so the title of the book, you know, who knew <laughs> what you were never taught in school? We're never taught about lawful jurisdictions. And you're absolutely right. The government has no power or authority to make laws regarding living men and women. And can you hold on? Can you explain that little part right there? Living men and women, because everybody's going, well, who's dead that has rights that they're <laughs> existing, right? Now, this is one of these beguiling things. Yes. So when you, I, I joke and tell everyone, my favorite book has become the 1920 or 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary because they use words against us. So we have a common understanding or of vocabulary words, what, what they mean. But in law or in the legal sense, they have different definitions. And so we need to be aware of legal definitions. I also, um, in my back pocket, have a Black's Law Dictionary, and you compare definitions. So when I say living men and women, we are living men and women. We are nonfiction as compared to a corporation. A corporation is an entity that is created on paper. Therefore, it is fictional. It is a fiction. It's a dead instrument, a dead entity. So we're living. Corporations are dead. When you get into legal definitions, the word person, when you and I are having conversation, we can say, oh, look at that person over there. And we're always referring to a living man or woman. However, legally, a person is also defined as a corporation, an association. It's multiple things that are fictional. So anytime you see that word person, you now have to ask, what is the definition of that word person as it appears in this legal document? Because there is a stark difference between a living man or woman and a corp, or a lot of people are calling it corpseration, a corpse. Corporation, that's where we get the word corpse, dead, a dead entity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let me, let me give an example here. I'm um, just reading. This is out, out of our, our Constitution. Um, it says, no person shall be a representative who shall not have attained to the age of 25 years and been seven years a citizen with a capital C, unlike you read in the 14th Amendment where it's a small c, and who shall not, uh, when elected, be an inhabitant of that state in which he shall be chosen. Are you saying that they changed person from what it meant here to something different, or are you saying it's always been like that? That is a really great question, and I'm kind of, I get really stuck on these things, and so that is part of my journey right now, my my research, because I am looking at, I am ripping apart, if you will, the verbiage in the founding documents. I'm looking at the Declaration of Independence, and when you start comparing the words that they're using in the Declaration of Independence 
compared to the words in the Articles of Confederation, compared to the Constitution, you have to ask those questions. And so I would say for me, the jury is still out, but yes, absolutely. Um, in several of the documents, the word person is referring to a dead entity. Some of my friends, um, when I teach, I have a gentleman, I call him my sidekick, sidekick Ray. He's 80 years old and he's been studying this for 50 years. And he will tell you that never ever in a legal document has the word person ever meant a living man or woman. Interesting. So, yeah, I know. So I'm on a journey to look at that. He, he laughs at me, you know, cause he thinks I'm splitting hairs and stuff in these documents, but it's important to me, just like the word United States. Right. So yep. we just we just use the word United States. And for me personally, in my experience, it's like, well, we're just talking about our country. Um, but that's not the case. They use words to confuse us as well. And the federal government is named United States. The federal government has a name. It is an entity, United States. Right. All caps yep. today. All caps is significant versus upper and lowercase. And we're really not we're not taught these things. We're not thought to think critically or to look at these things regarding our government. Well, that's true. That's true. And a lot of this came, you know, I, I saw it years ago. Somebody had made mention of it to me and I was kind of like, yeah, OK, I don't really get it. And then the more I started reading other things, the more I understood this was this was going right along with history that I already believe, because I don't believe my country is these United States of America. I don't believe that's my country. I believe my country, South Carolina, that I am a citizen of South Carolina. And <clears throat> the more I started to see this other stuff, the more I started to see, oh, this is how they've undermined us, and they've pulled us in with all their statutes, codes, mandates, all this other stuff, instead of us being living men and women, living under really what is the law of God, the moral law or the common law. Uh, they, they've, they've hoodooed us. They've beguiled us. That's the word I like to use because that's a biblical term of what, isn't that what Satan did? Well, wait a minute. Did God use those words to tell you this kind of, I'm kind of paraphrasing, obviously, but that's what he's saying. Did God really say this? Did he use those words to communicate what you thought, or was it something else? I mean, because he knows better, right? It seems like that's what's gone on here, and that would be the modus operandi of Satan himself working in men to deceive other men and confuse them. Yes, and, and part of my journey um, when you asked me, how did I get into all of this? So God set the stage, you know, way a long time ago. Um, but about, you know, I know 10 years ago, eight years ago, I don't know. I was in a small group and it was a Bible study and the leader made us accountable and said, okay, well, you need to read the Bible and you need to bring something back. And I was like, oh shoot, you know, <laughs> you're making me accountable. So I started in Matthew, and the interesting thing is um, what the Lord started showing me was um, that Jesus preached and teached the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God over and over and over. That's what the, what the Lord was showing me was that Jesus preached the kingdom of God. So that also led me, that's got me back into this whole thing at the same time of my mom telling me to check out birth certificates. 
was that God was showing me um, what is the kingdom of God? What does that mean, kingdom? And so it's really like the government of God. And so that led me again into our government. And when you're talking about the um, founding documents, when you start jumping into what are words, all right, when you read the Declaration of Independence, all right, at the time, these people were the subjects of a king, okay? They were subjects of a king. And the Declaration of Independence is so critical. And I tell people, this is the most important document we have aside from the Bible, but as founding documents to our country, the declaration is absolutely the most critical. The constitution does not apply to living men and women. The constitution is not for you and me. It is for government. That's right. Right? So the declaration of independence, when you start getting in, it's like, what is this? You said that your country is South Carolina. Um, my country is Michigan. And why do we say that? Because according to the Declaration of Independence, every single colony which became a state was sovereign in its own right. They were all independent nation states. All right. And that's really important to comprehend. Um, And anyhow, I challenge people to go back and read the Declaration of Independence. And my question is, what did the Declaration of Independence actually declare? Now, I've asked multiple people that, and sadly, they can't answer it, or their answer is, it'll have declared our independence from Great Britain. And I would challenge you to dive into this document and say it's a lot more than declaring our, de- our independence from Great Britain. Yes. It's, it's much more meaningful, and it's the only uh, document that we have that is about living men and women do you want to elaborate on that a little bit give give people a little taste of what you're talking about what else because most people that's all they know what else would you say are some things that are included in that well uh, so in my second book uh who knew about it includes about law and the declaration of independence the declaration of independence the very last thing it did was declare our independence from Great Britain and the crown, by the way, maybe two different entities, but um, at the beginning of it, right, it says, I'm just going to go ahead and read it here real quick. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So this whole document is about mankind. This whole document is about living men and women. And it goes on to say, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Okay. They don't need explanation. This document declared that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So right there, number one, prior to the Declaration of Independence, every government on earth was basically like a monarchy, or there were kings and queens. 
this is the first time in history that any living soul declared that we're all equal. We're not a subject of a king uh, here on earth. We're not the subject of King George anymore. That was unheard of then because everybody was a subject. And like um, your one guest, uh, Roy Sales. Roger, uh, Roger Sales. Sales, yeah. Roger Sales. He talked about the whole system of feudalism, a government known as Correct. feudalism, right? We are subjects in feudalism. People are subjects of a king. That means someone is over you, okay? The Declaration of Independence declared that we're all equal and there's no one over me anymore except our creator, all right? We, we are subject to our creator, but not to another man or woman, that's kind of that's kind of like what we read when we when we see the people of Israel come out of Egypt and we see in the book of Judges and stuff they didn't have a king over them their king was God uh, himself he was the lawgiver and which is what that means he's the lawgiver he's the judge and so when they came out that was probably the freest time that people ever existed up until you know when we have the declaration of independence uh and and the fight for that but that that was very short-lived and in a similar way that Israel did because they go, well, we want to be like everybody else. Give us a king like everybody else has got. And God's warned them like, you don't know what you're asking for. He's going to do this. And I, I put out to people about taxes. We're not going to get off on taxes, but taxes were one of the things he said that they weren't going to like, that the guy was going to put on them. Uh, so there, there has been a time in history where it happened, where God freed his people, supernaturally let them out uh, of bondage and, and brought them into the land that he promised their forefathers. So there has been a time, but it hasn't been up until for thousands of years that didn't really exist in the way it had in early, uh, I don't even want to say early America, because even before that, the colonies and the states, they were explicitly Christian. Their government was Christian. Their, 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 the people who took office had to, had to give you know two things that were basically affirmations that they held to the Scriptures as the Word of God, and that uh, they, in essence, believed in the Trinity, that Jesus was the Savior of the world, all these kinds of things. So we had that before, but this is the first time where that's come out and it said, we're living men, so they must have seen something there, don't you think, Katie? They must have yeah. seen you guys are using us for chattel. You're using us for for basically to enslave us, um, and that's what I say. The biggest human trafficking is not what you hear about the pedophiles and this, that, and the other. That's bad, but it's every one of us is being treated like that. We're no longer looked at by those that w that represent us as living men and women. We're looked at as dead subjects to be taken advantage of, and our carcasses yeah. being picked apart and everything else. We are. It's a, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Moses and the Israelites because this morning the Lord put that on my heart because when you think about that, Moses, you know, let my people go. He wanted to save the people, um, bring them out of captivity or slavery. And so that happened. And so here these people have God over them. He's, he's protecting them. He's providing coolness from the cloud during the day, heat at night out in the desert, you know. And when they left Israel, we forget that um, the, Egyptian, the Egyptians gave them all their treasures. They left very wealthy. Um, but what, what happened? They get out into the wilderness, an area where they're not familiar God's protecting them, providing all these things, and food, 
he's feeding them. Um, but what did they do? They grumble. Where's the promised land? Where are we going? And and so God had <laughs> was a heart thing, but what did they end up doing? They they said it was they wanted to return. They were would be happier being slaves, right? Happier yeah. being slaves than being free. Yeah, how so, foolish is that? Right? And it's interesting because people don't recognize us as being slaves today or in captivity. Um, but we are. And it's because we're not taught the truth or reality of our founding. This is our founding document. This is our founding document of this country, um, of America. And when you go, when you read in the end, it, it talks about um, the United States of America, but United is not capitalized. It's just, a, it's just an adjective. That's because right. Every state, every state was independent. They declared every state sovereign, um, and all that that means for a state. All right, and so these were the United States, plural of America. And anyhow, they—that's a huge thing. Um, so I'm doing research on all the names of the United States and where did they come from. So in the Declaration of Independence, we first see uh, it's basically the states united as how it's written is what it means. The states united, the states of America, which are united. Um, but yes, it, so we're slaves. And when you had originally asked about the word citizen, like the when, when we see the word citizen in original documents, what does the term citizen mean? What does it mean if it's capitalized or lowercase? Um, so... A citizen back in 1776 looked a little bit different than a 14th Amendment citizen. And, and we can talk about that if you want. But they're using these words. We're not taught. We are being beguiled. We're being duped. Duped is a good word, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's take this. You know, I've often told people... Um, and I hope this goes in line with it, but I've often told people when you read these these Supreme Court rulings, for instance, when somebody, you know, the conservatives say, oh, this is a victory. For instance, I go back to uh, Hobby Lobby and their win over the Obama mandate, right? When you go and read, when you go and read the thing, the, the, the opinion of the Supreme Court, what you find is they, they'll say First Amendment, but they don't really get into, okay, what was meant in that, and this, that, and the other, and then derive whether it's constitutional or that. No, they jump 200 years in the future to 1993 to a bill that Bill Clinton signed and say, oh, this is under that. And I'm starting to understand the reason they're doing that now is because they've come under this, this thing of civil rights, uh, which is a problem in itself, which is those rights granted to you as loyal subjects and slaves uh, by the entity known as the federal government, or I call it the central government. This is why uh, I've been, I, I've just said, I think D.C.'s gone. I think it's so corrupt it needs to be abolished, as the Declaration of Independence says. It's, it's not trivial things that they're just having some tax on tea or something like this or you know, they, they did something that was just a little off-color. No, they're they're doing stuff that is way beyond what our forefathers would have tolerated. So <clears throat> when people don't understand that that's been done to them, um, they still have a mindset that they're free. I am free. But, yeah. I you know, as Roger asked me, he said, hey, 
Um, so when you go to D.C., do you, do you have free speech? And you go, well, yeah, I can say whatever I want. I might get arrested for it, but I might, I, you know, the thing. He says, no, they're going to put you in this little corner. And I thought the same thing. When you go get on an airplane, you know they're violating the Fourth Amendment. You know they're criminals. It doesn't matter if they say it's administrative law or not. And, and sadly, our veterans are engaged in that on there. I've had to confront at least one of them for that. And yet, what do we do? We don't stand up and say, no, you're breaking the law, and I'm going to take it to you. If you've got to arrest me to do it, do it. Most people won't do that. They'll just comply. They'll go through the scanner. They'll let them rummage through their stuff. They'll give them a good tongue wagging, but they still subject themselves to the tyrants, do they not? Yes. So that's we the do. greatest evidence for that. <laughs> it is. Well, we when we go back, so in the last few years, so when I started uh, teaching, the things that I've learned was when everything started three years ago, right, um, with the pandemic. So people were all up in arms because, oh, my gosh, you know, I it's my right. They're violating my rights. And and interesting to look back and see how everything transgressed because people knew something was wrong in our hearts. God has written his law in our hearts, and we know we're taught very basic, fluffy, you know, we're free Americans. And so we have this concept that we're free and we have these rights. And so people were like, oh, my rights are being violated. But what what happened? First, you get all these rallies, all right? Rally, rally, rally. What what did those rallies accomplish? Absolutely nothing. Take your money. Except, right? <laughs> you spent a lot of money. You went to the state capitals. No, they don't care. They don't care because people don't know the state of our government today. They have no clue. Our government is not what was established here. Our government is not what was established with the Articles of Confederation. Our government is not even what was established with the original federal constitution. Correct. But no one knows this. And so everything is quite futile. Everything that people were doing and maybe still are because our government today is a foreign corporation for profit. It is not, we don't have a republic today because this is why you have to get into lawful jurisdiction. What has transpired? Because back in Declaration of Independence time, the people, living men and women, functioned according to common law, right? And when you read the Constitution, uh, jumping forward to the original Constitution, you see that the power and authority that the states or the people gave up to the federal government was so that they could handle interstate trade, interstate or international commerce. Everything about the Constitution is primarily about international or interstate trade, business. It has nothing to do with me and you personally in our private life. So there's different laws that apply to corporations, dead entities, than do living men and women. And all the people back, you know, during the revolution and after were living according to common law. And we've just lost that. And people are out there spinning their wheels because they're thinking they're going to affect change in our government. And unfortunately, they're not. And the, the best well-meaning person running for governor, all right, 
once you get if if you were to get elected and you get in there it's not a republic it is not the position you think it is so you're not going to be able to do the things you thought you were going to be able to do you're not going to affect that change the change needs to come from us and we talk about grassroots the change we have to i tell everyone we got to go back to the beginning you we don't know what's wrong so we have to go back to the beginning and read these documents do you know how many people i've asked have you read the michigan constitution ever not not to mention yeah. in the last year or two they have never read it yeah they it's like how can you fix something if you don't know what's broken if you don't know what's broken yeah so we need to go back to the very beginning and it is it's a slap in the face i mean it is eye-opening it's like holy cow everything is wrong and so our website is called article one assemblies why is it called article one assemblies because when you read article one of the constitution all right i'm just going to pull it out here real quick and read it um Oh no, I lost my back <laughs> page. <laughs> I, I've used this um, so much. Look, it's all taped and. and well, it speaks um, about Congress can't make a law against the, the right of the people to, to peacefully assemble. Well, that's the last part of it. Yep. Right? So everyone knows, like, the First Amendment, the first few things, but everyone skips over the right of the people peace, uh, to peaceably assemble. Well, what is that? So as I'm looking at stuff, right? So then I go to the Michigan Constitution because I live in Michigan. Um, so yeah, let's just give them let's just give them the full First Amendment here. And this is right on your site here. Congress shall make no law respecting establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press or, and this is your emphasis, the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So I think I see where you're going. You're going in the direction of saying the people are going to have to come together and they're going to have to say, wait a minute, you guys are way off the beaten path. You're doing all this stuff. But then then comes to mind the question, all of the stuff that's been, because they'll say, well, you need to go back to the Constitution, whatever. Well, if you go back to the Constitution, then you've got 13th and 14th Amendments that are undermining the other stuff that's there and the Declaration of Independence. And that, and, and this is why, you know, I, I, the only reason I reference the Constitution is to throw it off on them. This is your thing. This has nothing to do with me except to say, keep your nose out of my business. Because we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't. And by the way, you're talking about words and you're talking about making the commerce and things, you know, making it or to regulate that. That's I think that's the term used in the Constitution. <laughs> well, the, the people today think regulate means we need to write all these rules and this, that and the other. No, it means it used to mean make regular, make it ordinary, make it normal, make it something that's easy that the states can do together. That's what they're supposed to do, and instead, we've gotten all this oppression. It's it's like a bunch of Pharisees that came in and wrote a whole bunch of laws that God never wrote. Yeah. Well, and then then you have the question is, what is law? Right? So this is why I laugh, because every time you question something, well, okay, what is law? So now i got to go look up law. <laughs> what is law <laughs> right. versus statutes, acts, codes, mandates, edicts. They're different. Law is immutable unchanging statutes acts codes that changes on a whim congress you know what they do 
But even so, and again, it, not, it doesn't pertain to us. And so we still have to go back to the beginning and see this. We have to see in our state constitutions, along with the federal constitution, the people have the right to peaceably assemble. And I just want to share this with you because for me, it's one of the most critical truths that I have found. So in the Michigan Constitution, along with the federal constitution, Article 1 of the Michigan Constitution, subsection 1, the very first thing, all political power is inherent in the people. All political power is inherent in the people. That's not going on in Michigan there. (laughs) It's inherent in one witch, isn't it? (laughs) I know. Whoops, we froze. Okay, we froze up there a second. Sorry about that. Okay, nope. Subsection three says the people have the right peaceably to assemble, to consult for the common good, to instruct their representatives, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Who's doing that? Where, Where are the people? That's just everyday me and you. That is not the government assembly. This is me and you coming together in assembly for what? To consult for the common good, to instruct our representatives, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. We have never, ever been taught anywhere in our education system at any point in my life have I ever seen that happen. And I would ask anybody, this is not just a group of people getting together. Hmm. This is a very serious thing. This should be happening. In Michigan, we have township halls. What do people think the township hall is for? That's our smallest unit of community, a township, and then you have the county. The township, the township hall, right? The town hall, the town hall meeting. This is where the people come together, and this is where, this is how we keep our elected government servants in check. It says that we have the right to instruct our representatives. When are, when are any of our elected officials meeting with the people on a regular basis in a township or county, anywhere, to hear what the people have to say? They don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to show up and they don't want to give an answer to the people because they know they're acting outside the law. <clears throat> so you're exactly right. The 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 peaceably uh, peaceably assemble. I thought I thought was one of the most important things. Uh, I brought it out years ago in an article that I wrote because you know when you start when you start allowing government to start saying you can't discriminate based on blah 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 blah. Even though morally, <clears throat> I confess, you know, I'm kind of repulsed by the people who would do that over a person's skin color and stuff. The fact of the matter is, they have a right to say, I'm not going to associate with these people, and I'll associate with these people. That's a God-given right. That's protecting the First Amendment. And you can base it on whatever you want to base it on. It might be morally wrong, but the fact of the matter is, you're the one determining that. So, a person who doesn't want to rent out his house to a, a sodomite, he has the right not to say, look, you're you're violating God's moral law, you're also violating the state's law, even though they won't enforce it because they're scared of the Supreme Court, uh, which they should tell the Supreme Court to go take a flying leap and enforce it anyway and say, come enforce your opinion. Um, yeah. These are kind, these are the kind of things, and you're exactly right, The peop- but the people have to be of the mind, Katie, and they have to be educated. Was it Thomas Jefferson who said, 
Uh, people can't be ignorant and free at the same time. They, they've got to be knowledgeable. And this leads me to something else. And you can, I want you to comment on this. We talk about how we, we're in that kind of feudal system. We're in a, a corporate fascism here in, in the United States. We really are in that. Um, but Jesus said this. He said, whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. And under Rome, they were the same thing that we've got now. I mean, it was the same kind of setup. He says that you're free. Whoever he sets free is free indeed. And I had a show. We did it with the guy over at Ammo.com. And we talked about the difference between freedom and liberty. And I thought it was a great distinction. He said, freedom is what you are here. You're free up here. You know what the law is. You do it even though it may cost your life, but you're free. Liberty is what you can do with it, uh, with that freedom. In other words, without restriction of government coming in and saying, you can't put a pond out here, Tim, or you can't have uh, a machine gun uh, without paying us a $300 tax, or you can't have this, that, and the other, or whatever the things is on your property unless you get permission, or you can't build this building without permission. Well, that's that's the distinction of the freedom and the liberty that's there. Would you comment on that, what you think about that? Yeah, it is. It's quite interesting. Um the Statue of Liberty, for example, the Statue of Liberty, where it is, it's on an, it's on an island surrounded by water. So when you think about uh, our military, they are granted liberty, all right? When, they, when they're not at liberty, they are subject to, you know, the rule of the generals or those over them in authority. So when they're at liberty, they have freedom to go and do whatever they want to do. So yes, there is a difference between freedom and liberty. Um, and when I made that the Statue of Liberty surrounded by water, <laughs> because the water, so you have the law of the land and the law of the sea. So that's the law of the land and the law of the water. And interestingly, the Statue of Liberty is surrounded by water. Coincidentally, I don't know. Um, because we really don't have freedom to really go and do anything we want, do we? Uh, or liberty. So it's a really good question. But yes, I can see where the freedom would be in your head. You know, you know, and you have freedom. You have free, complete freedom um, in your head. But liberty is something that's given and taken away. Yeah, yeah. I see yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you give some things in here, and I want to ask you, we got about four minutes or so here. Do you want to hang on a little bit? We'll go over a little bit. Is that okay? All right. Because yeah. I, I think the people uh, will really appreciate just getting into this. And guys, again, we're not, a, I, I told her, I said, we're not even going to be able to touch much of what's in, in these little books. They're little books, but they're so full of information. One of the things that you did at the end here is you had questions for potential uh, political candidates, um, and you got several questions, which are good questions, <clears throat> and you kind of get at what what is your office, what what does the Constitution say you can and cannot do in your office as a representative, a senator, a president, whatever the case may be. And I would like to add, if you have a second printing of this, uh, two other things, and that is, do you know the Ten Commandments? Can you recite them? And do you know the first ten amendments to the Bill of Rights? Uh, the Bill of Rights there. Can you, can you, if you don't know that, 
And I've told people, I said, take your 10, 12 year old or whatever you've taught these things, take them to one of these one of these events, you know, where a trader like uh, Senator Lindsey Graham in our, our uh, state is at and say, can you tell me these things? And if he says no, or if he stumbles all over, he says, would you mind if my 12 year old helps you out? And then once <laughs> they do that, say my 12 year old, even though they're not qualified age wise, they're more qualified to be in that office than you are. And I think you would expose to people just how how ignorant our representative there our, our representatives are, are a reflection of us they really are they're a reflection of our ignorance and and we people instead of doing what you're talking about peaceably gathering together assembling and addressing their government for grievances they just can't wait to november to put another guy that's just as dumb as a box of hammers in there whether it's trump 2.0 ron DeSantis, or whether it's trump himself or whether it's joe biden or whoever the person is they can't wait to put those people back in so they can say uh like oliver uh yes sir i'll have another i'll have some more please it's so true because because again we don't know we don't know what we don't know and so because we're not being taught because we don't take the time and remember this is if you are of the school of thought there is good and evil um and evil seems to be prevailing at this point in time um and there's an evil plot there's an evil plan and it has if you have eyes to see and ears to hear if you're willing to consider what has transpired over the last couple hundred years in our country so if you go back and you start reading these things it's like wow you can see a systematic plan um, and we know it's called the dumbing down of America um, because we're not taught any of this. And so they have created a scenario in which we um, are too busy. We're too busy. We got 8,000 sporting events to go to with our kids. We, you know, we have to work. Now we have both parents have to work uh, to afford to live in a decent house. So they have consumed our time with really frivolous things and not things. We're not taught the law. We're not taught um, anything of really importance anymore in our schools. It's all fluffy, stupid kind of stuff. And so we just want a pill. We want to be able to take a pill and everything be okay. We want to be able just to go vote somebody in and they'll handle it. Well, like you just said, the people we're voting in don't know this stuff either. You know, you get a couple people out there crying, you know, constitutional rights, which, by the way, you don't have constitutional rights. That's right. You've got God-given rights. That's right. (laughs) Katie, we got about 20 seconds here before we cut off, and then we'll follow over on the other side. Tell people where they can find out about you, your books, and, and your website. Yep, the website is article1assemblies.com, article1assemblies.com. There's all my resources are in there, list of books, anything you want to know about Article 1. And uh, what we're trying to do is get people to assemble in their townships or their smallest unit of government. Okay. All right. Katie, honey, listen, we're, we're going to uh, continue on with her. So if you guys are on Red State Talk Radio and you want to hear the rest of the interview, please jump over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, top of the page, and we'll be right there. Bradley will be with you at 3, and we'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, at 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. See you. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to get the plug in there so people can go check out your site. They can pick up the books. Oh, it's, again, thank you for sending them to me. Um, and I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, uh, when I 
first became a Christian many years ago, I used to love to get books, and I would get like, you know, the thicker the better. You're going to read a whole bunch of stuff. And now I hardly have time to read. I have to get audible books if I'm going to listen to something. Even my Bible, uh, what I do is I've got a Geneva Bible on CD, and I'll listen to the Bible that way. <clears throat> but your books are very, they're very small, and they're very concise. So I think there's some wisdom in what you're doing there. Because I had guys that would write like four or five thousand word articles, and I'm like, you already know the people are dumbed down. They're not going to read that. I said, you're going to have to break it up, and you're going to have to help them. You're going to have to help move them in that thing. So 600 is like maybe, you know, a decent amount of, that you do an article sometimes. A thousand is the most you want to do. I mean, you just... Because most people aren't going to read it. They want to watch a video or something like that. So I think there's some wisdom in using video. If you can keep it short and you can you can hold the people's attention. But you've got these here and you ask questions that people are going to normally ask as they read through there. And I do this with, with our audience here when we talk about the scripture. We go down and we just read the scripture. Now, if there's something that needs to be drawn out from the original language, you know, you can do that too. But many times, just reading the text in the context tells you exactly what it's saying. It's not like you have to really, you know, pick your brain to do that kind of stuff. But people have lost that. And I would say it's not just in the political realm, it's in the spiritual too. Our pastors have become hirelings who are there to earn their money. And, and look, the Bible says that you don't muzzle the ox, that the workman is worthy of his wages. So I'm not against uh, a pastor being taken care of, whether it, in those days with uh, food and, and stuff like that, or whether it's with money. Uh, he's worthy of double honor who gives himself to the word of God and prayer and to doctrine. So I'm not against that, but it seems to me the guys come out just to, they won't say things because it might hinder their paycheck. And we don't have preachers who will come and preach the word of God when it's good, when it's in season, and when it's bad, when it's out of season. They won't come in and teach the people that, so the people are are built up in in the faith. And as uh, uh, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, where they're equipped for the work of ministry. And i got to tell you, I think part of the work of ministry is educating people. And we're finding, like what you said a minute ago, the dumbing down happening in the public school system. <clears throat> I mean... Some people say that's a Christian concept. Well, I believe in public education, but that's completely different than the public indoctrination centers we call public schools today. There's a complete difference there. And at the helm of that is supposed to be mom and dad, Deuteronomy 6. Mom and dad are to be the ones to teach diligently what? The law. The law to their children. They have the commands, that's the law, in their heart, and they teach them to their children. So... When you're talking about this stuff about law and, and people just want to toss the law off and this, that, and the other, that's, that's the foundation. If we, the it difference is. between, and I, I've said this over and over, I'm sorry if I'm taking up too much time here, but I've said this over and over, the, the basis for the Marxist worldview is economy, money. The basis for a biblical worldview is justice or law. And Jesus said as much. He said, you're going to serve God, the lawgiver, or you're going to serve money, right? Is that not what he said? And what, what have we yeah. been serving? We've been serving money, haven't we? Yes, we have. Well, and it's interesting. So when you talk about schools, um, we have today, everything is about money. It's crazy. So with schools, so mom and dad used to have a say in the public schools. All right. They were community schools. 
So you had your community school district or a system, and it actually, the parents actually had the say in what happened at the school. You know, they would, they would have school boards, school board meetings, curriculum review. Today, what, what we have are everything has been transferred over to become part of the federal system. And this is what people, when we, t- when we talk about lawful jurisdictions, it's absolutely critical that people, we have to go back, we have to be educated. And so my whole entire existence right now is about trying to educate the people because we have lawful jurisdictions. Under common law, right, we have complete, we self-govern. And by the way, the the definition of it's interesting when you start looking at the word government, to govern, to self-govern means that you take control and authority over you, over your actions and how you treat people and what you do. And you better make sure that you're living according to common law, right? You self-govern according to common law. Yep. But what has transpired is they have, without our knowledge or consent, well, we've given consent, but it's through fraud because we don't, there's been no disclosure. They've pulled us off the land and into the sea or into the water, into the law of the sea, which is also known as Admiralty Maritime Merchant Law. And that is the law that applies to dead entities. And that falls under our federal government. Okay, where if we're living according to the law of the land, that is common law or natural law, or basically, if you will, the Ten Commandments. It's very simple. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself kind of stuff, you know. Uh, But anyhow, so with our school systems, today, what do we have? All the schools take federal money. So now it takes everything changes because anytime now that you're consenting or going under the federal umbrella, everything changes. All the rules change, which they like to call laws, right? But they're not really law. So they're rules. And so now all of our schools are subject to federal rules. All right. And it changes everything. And so now the parents don't have that they they're not over the school system. The, you go to a you go to a school board meeting today. It's a joke. I, I look at people that I know. It's like you know they they laugh because school's back in session now and whatever they call the meetings. I don't know, but it's like you guys you don't get it. You're going to these school board meetings and you can you get your two or three minutes to stand up there and say your piece. They don't care what you have to say. They sit there, they're on their phones, or they look at you like this. You know, blank stare. They don't care. They're just giving you an opportunity to have your voice recorded. Why? Who's listening to it? It doesn't matter. (laughs) So, um, and they don't understand why this is going on, because they don't understand what has transpired in our history. They don't understand what the Declaration of Independence actually declares, uh, about living men and women, and they don't know what common law is because we've never been taught common law, and they have no idea what their state constitution say. They have no idea the vast amount of what their God-given natural rights are. Earlier, you had said something about 
the definition for license. The definition for a license is to get, to obtain um, permission by a competent authority to do something that would otherwise be illegal or um, a tort. So let's read that. We're not taught how to critically think or analyze anything anymore. So you have to get permission from a competent authority. To so do what's illegal? Right, right. Yes, to do what would otherwise be illegal. So So if you get a business license. <laughs> well, first, let's break this down. It's telling you you're not competent, nor that you're an authority. Right? So you're dumb, and you need to come to the government to get a license to do something that would otherwise be illegal. So how is owning a business illegal? Okay, which leads us to the definition of commerce. What is commerce? We all think if I have a window washing business, all right, is that commerce? Am I engaged in commerce? Hmm. If, I, if I go and I physically am washing somebody's windows and they pay me for my labor, am I engaged in commerce? No, you're actually trading time for money. That's it. That's exactly right. So they want us to believe that everything is commerce. Okay? So including your, when you drive your car. Well, guess what? We have a God-given right to travel anywhere, any way we please. So I can travel without a license. I don't need a license to get in my private property known as a car to travel to the grocery store to buy food and go home. I don't need a driver's license for that. Well, Katie, that's where that's where you're all wrong anyway, because it's not your car. That's why you're being <laughs> immorally taxed every year for it, just like you're taxed your house. And everybody knows this is a pet peeve of mine, the, pro the immoral property taxes and the silly things that they want to steal your wealth from, what you've worked hard for, because you went five miles over a speed limit. That's not a moral issue unless you harm somebody's property or you hurt or maim somebody or kill them. Then that's an issue because that's a moral. That's an actual moral issue. And the seatbelt thing, too. I, I couldn't believe it when they wanted to pass that mess. I'm like, if people want to wear a seatbelt, wear a seatbelt. But it's not a moral issue. It's, it's not. So... Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying there. And I think the audience gets it, too. And I think people have just had it up to here. I can't even show you on the screen how much people have had it. And it's either going to come to the point that where we actually know and understand this stuff and apply it, or it's going to result in violence. And I'm not against violence if used for the proper purposes. I don't really like it. I'd, I'd soon just be at peace with everybody. But I know, I got enough sense to know there's no words, there's no pieces of paper that have ever stopped tyrants in all of history. Never. Even in our country, it hasn't. There was a war fought over it, and then they wrote words. But they got to know down the line that that's coming too, that the people are going to become ignorant, they're going to become enslaved, and then it's going to erupt, and then there's going to there's going to be war. There just is. The Bible tells us that when they bring in these these strange gods into the gates, there's going to be war. And what what are gods? They're lawgivers. Everybody says they they I've had people attack me saying, "Well, you want a theocracy." And I want I go, "Well, wait a minute. 
Every government is a theocracy. Whoever the god of that society is determines the law. If it's a human, if it's a communist, they're going to determine it's going to be whimsical from year to year. If it's Islamic, it's going to be Sharia. If it's uh, you know Christian, it's going to be the law of God, both for the law and for the punishment. Because how do you determine the just punishment? I mean, our prison system certainly isn't that. And you're talking about everything's about money. Even the prison system's about money. The school system's about money. When you go to court, it's about money. They set up a bond for that. All of this stuff is all about that. And boy, I tell you, Katie, if people can't see what what Jesus was saying, you'll serve God or you serve money, and they can't see it in that brief explanation I'm giving where it's all about that, it's not about law, then I, I don't know how to open their eyes to it. I really don't. Well, the unfortunate thing is people just, because we're in a, a time in history in our culture where it's just really unfortunate because when will we get to the point in time where people are willing to forego a football game, a boxing match, whatever? I just, it's so funny because the Lord has just taken all of this stuff out of my life. It's kind of wild. And he has put in my heart to, I am, I am on a mission um, to seek truth as it relates to our government and Amen. to our country. And in my journey in the last several years, people are not there yet. People don't want to hear it. People, people like their football games. And what was it? I, now I can't remember that quote, but something like give them a bread and circuses. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, and that's unfortunately where we're at. And so until people, when so if you follow, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? And part of this whole great awakening thing, according to some people that you might listen to, um, there has to be a huge scare event for the to to shake the people so so much to scare the crap out of them, really, to get them to get to a place where they will actually start reading and studying and understanding what a republic is supposed to be and how it was and where we're not at today um because we're still in that oh it's okay things are okay oh we don't have to wear a mask right now life is good we can go back to the friday night football games at schools and you know we enjoy that social stuff way too much to give it up and hungry what? bellies have a way of doing that and it seems like that's coming our way i mean it's really frightening what we're seeing right now yes but you know what i you know what is god says how many times to fear not that's right fear yep not. fear not and i just read matthew 6 this morning you know and it's like oh my gosh uh it was such a good word but um God is using all this. We can look at things and go, oh my gosh, and, and be fearful and go, oh, we're going to be without food. But as a believer, I know that God says, fear not. Sure. He's my provider. He's going, to, he's going to provide everything for me. It might get ugly, tough, but I, I, that's where my confidence comes in. That's where my peace is. Amen. And God is using all of that. I told my mom, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago, I said, you know what? The Lord is going to have his way by hook or by crook because we are so out of whack in the world. Uh, 
nothing is everything that we focus on today is of no importance whatsoever in God's economy, right? We we are so far away from God's word and how we should live in like the family unit and our communities. You know, we're eating crap food. You know, um, does God protect us from that stuff? Yes, but as I see it. God's going to bring us full circle and we're going to start seeing families restored. We're going to start seeing community gardens or, you know, farmers in the community. We're going to, it's going to all change because the globalists and these corporations and how they're poisoning our food has got to stop. Yeah. So I see it as all God's plan. It's like, Oh, look at God. (laughs) He's, you know, he wants me to eat healthy. I got to give up that crap. That's right. Real. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to go back to the old paths. You know, we I've been doing some shows on that. I told the people I said it's been on my it's been on my heart for about a year or so uh, in preparedness shows. Uh, to, you know, I've got a black thumb. I can't grow squat. We had some we we put out some trees and and tomatoes and some other things uh, that we normally do each year. <clears throat> but it's it's learning to do that, and you know we haven't been really taught to do that. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I've told people, you know, I used to walk behind my dad's tractor. I'd walk behind him planting potatoes and stuff like that. I hated it. I just didn't like that. That wasn't fun to me. And um, now I go back and I go, gosh, I wish I would have paid attention a little more that I could do that right now because my whole front yard wouldn't be a lawn. It would be a garden. And and I've told people, I said, if you have land, which is why we had Ron Gibson on to get the land patent so that lawfully you own that land and you can tell the tax collector to go take a flying leap too. Um, you can pl- you can build whatever you want. You don't have to go to the permit office or any of that stuff. But you own land. You make sure you've got weapons to defend yourself and you grow your own food. If you've got that, you you literally are free not only up here, you're free out here because you're not dependent upon somebody else. And instead, what have we traded that for? We've traded it for the picket fence and the lawn and uh, the the big cars and the big houses. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that stuff. I'm not saying that it's evil in and of itself. But we've traded our liberty and our ability to remain free for trinkets, things that are gonna, you know, what Jesus said. They're gonna, they're moth and rust are gonna destroy. They're gonna tear all that stuff out. And instead of you know, passing these things along, the righteous man has an inheritance for his children, having those things so that we pass them on so that they remain free too. Because even our founders, what they wrote in the first, they said, for us and for our posterity, right? Yep. Yep. It's so true. And, you know, when people start finding out how we've been so duped, you know, when we talk about what does it mean to be a citizen, um, even when you go back to the founding documents, so this is another thing that I'm working on and researching, they use different words, okay? They use the terms inhabitants, they use the terms freemen, um, along with the term citizen. These things don't all mean the same, uh, the same thing. So what are they talking about, you know? And do we wanna be citizens? So, so far in my research, you know, there's a movement out there about like becoming an American state national or just a state national. Right. And my question, my question is, well, that's a title. So the question is, who am I? I am a child of the king. I am a child of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. Right. And so when you actually start studying the term citizenship, 
Well, a citizen owes allegiance to the government. That's right. So I don't even, I question, do you want to be any kind of a citizen? I don't care if it's a state citizen or a national citizen, like the 14th Amendment, where right right now the general population, uh, we all say we're United States citizens. We don't even know what that means. Um, And so I don't want to be a United States citizen, nor do I think I do I want to be a state citizen. All right. I'm a living woman. Sure. I live wherever I am. Right. Mm-hmm. I might own land in Michigan. Okay. If you're, if you can own land, um, but I'm living wherever I am. So I don't even know that I want to be a citizen. So when you look at uh, the Declaration of Independence, they didn't use that term, I don't believe, citizen. No, it's and, not used. So no. so let me ask you a question on that, because I, w- I was going to save that for the last thing. I was going to ask you what you thought about what Roger said. And I think what Roger has is he has an answer for dealing with federal tyranny, but then it comes back under, the, you're, you're still applying yourself to much of the same kind of tyranny in a state uh, yes. that you're in. So what would be the solution for that to dissolve this, I'm subject and I pledge allegiance like a good little socialist kind of thing, because that's what I think it is. And people can take offense at that all you want. Go back and do your history, and it looks just like the Nazis were doing for Hitler. And in fact, when when that one first came out, the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance for the for the flag, which is idolatry, that's exactly what they were doing. They were holding their hands up just like Hitler. And uh, I think it's I think it's a deceptive. It's a, it's antichrist. I, I don't know any other way to say it because it's saying we're pledging our allegiance to someone other than King Jesus. We're pledging it to a thing, a, a dead entity at that. I mean, my goodness, uh, a corporation that we're, we're doing. I don't see any of that in Scripture, so I don't do it. Now, will I stand out of respect for the people? Yeah, I'll stand there, but I'm not participating in, in what goes on there because all it does is reinforce the beast system. That's what it does. It doesn't, it doesn't stand against it. You know, that old meme of the Nazis, everybody's got their hand out, and that one guy's sitting there with his arms done, be that guy. That's that's what I want to be, and sometimes it's awkward. It really is awkward, um, but it is taking a stand, and I've had people, why don't you do that? Well, here's the history on that. I don't do it. Yeah, my allegiance is supposed to be to Christ, first and foremost, and <clears throat> if I have my allegiance to him, why do I have to give my allegiance to anybody else? Because he is the lawgiver, so therefore... Um, I don't have to take an oath of office. I don't have to do any of these kinds of things because, and even that, Jesus said, "Don't swear by anything. Any, you know, let your yes be yes and your no no. Anything more than that is from where the evil one. I mean, boy, he's just explicit in some of these things. (laughs) He is. It's amazing, uh, you know, how we're seeing truth. So for me, probably within the last year, year and a half, I quit saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And it is awkward. It's hard because I love our country, you know, but what is country? Country is the people, yep. actually. That's country right. is the people and the flag, right? So we were, we've all been trained. We've been trained and it feels good, you know, and we, so we're patriots and, and we want to say the Pledge of Allegiance. My allegiance isn't to a flag. Right. And we don't even know the history of that flag that is flying. So right. that is a military flag. Yep. 
um, and the gold fringe is significant. We don't know the meanings of any of this stuff. So there's, there's a lot of education that has to happen for people. Um, and again, in the feudal system, um, you're, you're, you're a subject, your property of the person who's protecting you. And right from the get-go, so it's very interesting, and I can't, you know, I repeat myself because you go back to the Declaration of Independence, and then you read the Articles of Confederation, and then you get to the Constitution. You have to start looking at the verbiage that's being used um, because it's different. And right away, things start changing. And when you get into definitions and looking up definitions, they start calling the state like the state holds the sovereign power. No, it doesn't. The people are That's sovereign. Right. Yep. The power and authority is granted to the state and the federal governments um, to administer the, the services that we determine them to provide. So they Katie, are not we, the sovereign power. Yeah, let's give a biblical example of that just so people understand what we're talking about because we talk about the state's are the creators of the federal government. They're, it is their creature. And we could we could really tie this in with how, how God works and what we see in Scripture. God is the creator. He created man to do what? Do the same thing, right? Govern, take dominion over the earth. In fact, when you go to Romans 13, which a lot of preachers completely mutilate and they distort to just, I mean, to their own detriment and the detriment of their, their, their people, you, you have in there that the king is subject to who? He's subject to God. He's the minister of God. He's not a law unto himself. He's that. And so I, I hope that what you just said and what I, I bring there from the Scripture helps people understand God has made man himself to be in dominion over, over the earth. And man has given that up time and time and time and time again. This is why we need a Savior from our sin, our lawlessness, uh, to bring us back in line, to grant us repentance, which is a change of mind, and to think rightly. You're talking about that now, educating people. That's to think rightly. And then once you, once you know to think rightly, what do you do? Well, then your actions come out from that thinking, do they not? Yep, they sure do. Yeah. And 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 so you ask then, you know, because there's that whole thing with being a um a United States citizen or a state citizen. And you know, we're we're kind of we're kind of like the revolutionaries back in 1776 because our government is so whacked out, unfortunately. It's so off track and people don't know what's going on with it. Um I don't know what the answer is. So I watched Roger and I got excited. I got excited because I don't want to be a United States citizen. And it's like, okay, what do we do for IDs and traveling? You know, because if you don't have your ID, you can't get on a plane. Well, that's what and the then, passports were for. Yep. Right. So, um, so I got excited because I was like, oh, he has a way around, you know, um, the United States citizen thing. But then I talked to my sidekick, Ray. And he's like, you don't want to be a citizen of anything because you're a living, you're a living woman. You, you're above that. You don't want a title ever. You never, you never refer to yourself as a title. You are simply a woman, a living woman or a living man. I'm wondering that, if you could submit that. I'm a living woman or man 
to the Secretary of State in that verbiage that he had there on the Secretary, Secretary of State and do it in your state sec, uh, to your state, state Secretary or your Attorney General, whichever one he said to send that to. Well, we're doing, um, so like I said, so my sidekick, Ray, he's been studying this stuff and doing whatever for 50 years. So he's heard every aspect. You know, I take everything back to him. Have you heard this? Have you heard that? <laughs> and and um, where we're at right now is um, we're engaging in a process where we're declaring that we're alive. So Amen. that we're alive and well, that we're not dead and lost at sea. And again, and we don't necessarily, this is a lot, but that goes into the creation, how the government created an estate that goes that goes down the the rabbit hole of birth certificates and everything. And we've but, covered some of that before. We had the guy from the AmericanVoice.org, I think it was the name of the show, and we kind of covered that from 1666 where they declared everybody dead at sea, and that's where they kind of brought all yeah. this. The so you have the Cecil KV Act, and um, what's the other one? Corpus Juris Secundum. So what we're doing is. Um, I have already done that process where I sent I send a, a letter to the Secretary of State, Federal Secretary of State, state, and de- telling them that I'm alive and well, and I am going to step into because you don't want to take on a title. I'm going to um, I'm appointing myself as the occupant of the office of executrix. Yep. The estate that you created because it's empty right now. Yep, I'm that and the beneficiary. Yep. Because because we go back to money again. All of that was created to do money. I I told the audience, a friend of mine uh, went on the GMEI utility. You put in the Social Security number. You can put in your birth certificate number. You can see people all over the world making literally billions of dollars. He sent me a screenshot. Just one of those. And he's like a young man. In his 20s, $32 billion were, was being made off of him. Just in one of those, one of those uh, you know, mutual funds or whatever they're doing with all that stuff. And it's, it's real. You know, I've done the uh, double authenticated birth certificate. He told me, Tim, he said, I found out what the number is on the top of your, of your federal thing where they, they signed the letter there, where they seal it. He said, that's your QCIP number right there. They've got it on there. And used to be certain birth certificates actually said it was a bond. They used to have terms on there that it says it's a bond. So again, all of this comes back to this, you're serving God or you're serving money. And we've got to be, you know, when, when God says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, he talks about them not understanding the law. And it used to be, what, 200 years ago, most men were lawyers, whether they were the you know, professional kind or whatever, they knew what the law was. And we we don't know anything really about the law. We might know the Ten Commandments. We know the laws of God. Uh, but when it comes to we're going to try to represent ourselves in the court, what do we do? We run and try to find a lawyer and attorney to do it for us instead of us standing up and being what you said, living men and women, knowing the law, applying it, and putting it forth to defend ourselves in it. Yes. So my grandpa um, came here from Germany when he was 15 years old, and oh my gosh, in my lifetime, when he was still alive, he would, I don't know, if he said it once, he said it a hundred times, ignorance of the law is no excuse, which is true. Yep. We're just never, ever taught the law, right? We're never taught the law. So I can look back at my life and say, when, when were 
any conversations ever had about law. None. You just knew, okay, you could drive when you turn 16. And by the way, the term drive is a commercial term. So we have just, they have manipulated our language. Even the term name, I haven't done a study on this yet, but back a long time ago, people would, they would say, what do they call you? What do they call you? I remember my grandma saying that. Um, versus what is your name? Well, that's, that's like Spanish, como se llama. Tell, what do you call yourself? Yes. And so I haven't done that study yet on the, the etymology of the, the word name. But um, when we start talking, drive is a commercial term. Uh, motor vehicle is a commercial term. This is why you don't need a license. All right, because you're not engaging in commerce and but they, they have pushed those terms on us and, and now we use them in our everyday language, everyday life. I'm driving my car. No, you're not driving your car. You're traveling in your car. Uh, you know, what's interesting when you say that I looked yeah. up South Carolina last night because I knew we would be coming to this issue. And within what they've written, they describe a driver as anybody even in control of a motor vehicle. Now, I've been told you don't use the term motor, motor vehicle, you use the term automobile. Uh, I believe that's, that's correct. Um, but then they, they say, they, they do that. What was the last word you gave? It wasn't drive. It was, uh, oh, they said travel. So they, dis they, they define a traveler as somebody who rides, who is an occupant in that motor vehicle. So they, they're trying to cover all their bases yes, with all this yes, stuff. Yes. <clears throat> when I first learned about this whole driver's license thing, I went in and I read the whole stupid Michigan Motor Vehicle Code. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to find where I'm going to understand it or comprehend it. And I couldn't find anything. Um, but that was several years ago. And what we have to understand now is that the states, because of events that have transpired over the course of time. The states are, are all now, well, how do I want to say this? Like subsidiaries of the federal government. So you used to have, uh, like if I read the 1835 Constitution of Michigan, it said that Michigan would be styled the state of Michigan, upper and lowercase, upper, uppercase S, lowercase the rest of the word state of and then michigan capital m lowercase the rest which is different than all uppercase state of michigan and so when you see a term or a, a name of something in all uppercase letters that is indicative of a corporation and our corporate, so all of our states are basically subsidiaries now of the federal government. They're so corporations as well. So is most townships and counties. They've all incorporated. And just a side note, over the course of the last 10, 15 years, actually that was something that, the God, that God caught my attention with. I would see driving down a road, uh, you know, Plainfield Township Incorporated. And it was like, well, that's odd. When did... When did the township incorporate? You know, I, I found that really odd, but never pursued it. I just noticed it. Um, so, yes, what they have done, and I live in an area in Michigan that if you were to Google it, it specifically says that it's an unincorporated area. 
And it's like, well, that's interesting. So they are putting it out there. It is all there for us to see um, and learn, but no one's spoon feeding it to us. Yeah. So it's all available. But um, so the states, when you're talking about the code, all right, so these, when you go on to your uh, Department of Motor Vehicle or Secretary of State or whatever, um, they are trying to deceive us in all aspects, but because of the nature of how the government is set up today, the federal, the federal code is uh, USC takes precedent over state. So all of their definitions come from the federal level. So when you look up uh, license, driver, motor vehicle, occupant, um, they have to submit to the federal level. Well, let's let's take that a little further because there's such a thing as the UCC. I don't know if you've looked into any of that. Uniform Commercial Code? Yes. And so yes. now all of that's coming up under international law. And that has something to do with the International Monetary Fund. I don't want to, we're not going to go down this road of the birth certificates, the estate that was set up, and all the money being generated out of you, the living man and woman that they're saying is really a, a dead man or dead woman. Uh, it's an entity the state's created. It's that little piece of paper, that fictitious entity, which, you know, it's really interesting. I recently this year was in a, uh, a common pleas court uh, over with a master of equity. And I said, I am... Capital C, spell my name. Capital T, spell my name. Capital B, spell my name. I am here as the executor beneficiary of the all caps, my name. And the, the judge said, well, for the sake of this, this hearing, we're just going to refer to you as, as the defendant named here. And I said, no, you're not, because I'm not that entity. That's something you guys have created, and I'm not that entity. So when they when she just dismissed, uh, she went against my due process because I said I've got certified copies of documents, uh, namely the 1933 bankruptcy deal, Declaration of Independence, all this stuff. I had, I don't know, seven or eight of them coming from the Library of Congress. It was going to take them like a month or something to send them to me. And I said, I need to get that. I said, your secretary said all I had to do was ask, and you can grant me that. Well, I'm not going to do it. It's denied. I said, so you're going to deny me due process. She, she ruled against me. I immediately fired off a letter to her and the, the attorneys and said, okay, now you guys are trustees. You were you already had a fiduciary responsibility to handle this. Now you're, now you're trustees in this. So this is on you. You already have the document, the instrument that I sent, the 1099A, to handle things. You're just not complying here. And you know what? I don't see no liens on my property. I don't see anything because they know I'm going to take it. In fact, I've got all the documentation. Our Here's the thing, Katie. When you're saying all this stuff, our court down here in little York County, South Carolina, our court and the mastered equity have not registered with the IRS as tax exempt. They have a front that they're government, but they are there for profit. And that's yes. what people need to understand. That's what you were getting at a minute ago. When when you say you're a corporation, you're there for profit. This is how they've snookered the churches in. Oh, this will protect you. Anybody ever heard of Enron? Didn't protect those guys. No, it is to sucker you in so that you are for profit. And that's what governments have become. They haven't been those people who are upholding the law. They're there for profit. Yes. Well, and when you talk about that, too, um, you know, when we talk about 
driver's licenses and all that stuff. So you have your police officers, okay? They're not law enforcers anymore. That's right. That's right. They're police officers. What does police mean? Policy. Nice. Policy enforcers. I told so, you guys that thin blue line is not what you think it is. It is not. And, um, and so it's so critical. The education is so critical for people to go all the way back. We can't pick and choose. We have to go back to the beginning. We have to see what's wrong, uh, where things went sideways, and the people have to correct them. And so you have all these groups out there. I mean, I've even seen stuff come across whatever, Facebook, wherever. Oh, we're going to go back to the Constitution of 1776. No such um, thing. <laughs> like, wow, I'm not going to follow that group <laughs> or whatever, you know, because there is no such thing. And we have to learn lawful jurisdiction. Um, and it's the people. So there's lots of groups out there that are trying to reseat the original republic because the original republic, all the seats are empty, which is true. But they're trying to get people to come in and form this receding of the government. They're not forming a new government because our republic is empty. It still exists because we still have our founding documents. Um, but the seats are empty. But here's the thing. You're, you're recruiting, you're trying to get a bunch of people to come fill these positions that don't know anything about common law. They don't know anything about our founding documents. They haven't even read the state constitutions. Uh, much less have comprehension of the federal constitution. And I believe that it really has to happen with understanding that we, me and you are living men and women. We are, we're not above the law, but we are above government statutes, acts, codes, mandates, and edicts, right? We are above our government. That's right. And because so we are the government. We are, we are in essence, or we're supposed to be the government. We haven't been being that, but we're supposed to be that. Well, we're supposed to self-govern according to the common law. That's right. And, and our government system, our government, they're there to administer the services that the people want. They're there to, they're a service organization. They're there to, they, we give them limited power and authority to handle certain things. So that would be like, I'm, I'm Katie. I am sovereign. I hold the sovereign power. I own my home and I'm going to hire a window washing company to wash my windows. That is the power and authority I grant to them to wash the windows. Now, if that window washing company decided to rip up my lawn and tear down my garage, they don't have the power and authority to do that. And I take action against that. I, I'm, I will hold them accountable to that. That's what our government is. Our government is the window washing company. Yep. And I have power and authority over them. I can tell them what windows to wash, where to wash them, when to wash them, how to wash them, whatever. Or actually, I take that back. They're the window washing company. They'll determine how to wash the windows. I gave them the power and authority on to wash the windows. Now, it's their job to figure out the best, most economical way to wash the windows. I'm looking at my window when I look over there. <laughs> um, 
So I've given them the power and authority to figure out the best way to do the job, but not to do anything other than that specific job. And that's where our government, everything is upside down. It's flip-flopped. It the is. government has taken, and we have, we have consented because we have not... We've not spoken up. out against it, yeah. Yeah, we've consented yeah. because we submitted to it out of ignorance yeah. is what's going on. Katie, it's been great to have you on. I, we could go on about this stuff for, for hours. <laughs> and I know we did this on the phone the other night, too. We went we went down some rabbit holes, too. But I, I think this maybe maybe it primes some people to start going, yeah, I probably need to look at that a little closer, the Declaration of Independence, even the U.S. Constitution and stuff. And I would say even more your Bible. I mean, this yeah. is where all of that, that stemmed from. And I look... I have my own thoughts about founding fathers and stuff, um, of what I think about that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, there's no doubt that for hundreds of years before the War for Independence, the Bible was taught, it was preached, uh, the law was given, the gospel was given, and people knew it, even if they didn't believe it. They knew it. Um, people had to make certain religious oaths to the Christian faith, not to the Muslim faith or anything else, to the Christian faith to hold office. They didn't have to do that to live in the community, but they did have to do it if they were going to represent the people. And so what I want to do is I want to give you just uh, the last word here. If you'll tell people where they can find out about you in your in your website, get your books or whatever, and I would highly recommend them because I've, I went through them, and they're very short reads, but they're very educational. In fact, if you're a homeschooler, I was thinking, boy, this is great for my kids. This goes right along with how we're doing you know the the biblical catechism, a theological catechism. Uh, it goes right along with with laying out for them what's going on here in our government, and how it should function. If you'll tell them about that, and if you'll give a final word of exhortation, maybe there's something you say. Hey, these are some steps that we can start because we're not about just showing the problem. We show the problem so that we can show a solution. When we had um, um, Corey Hel uh, Hillis on from EF, EMF Solutions on, on Thursday, he went through and he showed the problem of how EMF affects our bodies and things. Uh, from cell phones to cell towers to our ceiling fans to electrical, all this other, how it affects us. And he says, and I've got a solution for that to fix the problem. We don't want to leave people in the problem. That's what conservative talking heads do all the time. That's what, you know, your politicians, they, they point the finger at everybody else, but they offer no solution as far as bringing forth a resolve to solve the problem that, that they're pointing out. So I want to leave that to you. You got the final word to do that. All right. Well, so uh, my name's Katie Hunting, and the website that I have is article1assemblies.com. And that is just to introduce you to lawful jurisdictions and our right as living men and women in this country to peaceably assemble um, for the sake of consulting for the common good of our community uh, to instruct our representatives, uh, because that is our right. Uh, they are to be taking instruction from the people and um, anyhow, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So the beginning of your journey could start at article1assemblies.com. I have the two books, uh, Who Knew What You Were Never Taught in School? This is a, a catechism on our founding documents the in, uh, Declaration of Independence, uh, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. So that'll set you straight, start, get you to start asking questions and see the meaning of those documents a little bit deeper. And the second book, second volume, is Who Knew 
uh, what you were never taught in school on the law. It goes a little bit further in depth about lawful jurisdictions and the Declaration of Independence. And what I did actually in that was um, in the biblical world, we have something called the Amplified Bible, which takes words and further defines them right in the body of the text. So I'm pretty proud I did a full amplified version of the Declaration of Independence uh, because there's words in there we, we don't use today in, in our vocabulary. But the good news is, is that people are becoming much more educated in these areas and what, what can we do about it? In my opinion, the only thing we can really do about it is learn. We need to learn who we are as men and women. We need to learn what our God-given natural rights are, like our God-given natural right to travel. We do not need a driver's license. We don't need a license plate to to travel wherever we want to go for any purpose, as long as we're not engaging in commerce. And so it's, it's learning who we are as men and women. We have to uh, stand before we can walk or run. And we do that coming together in assemblies. Um, I am trying to get people to understand the concept of assembling in the town hall, and we share this knowledge. So before that can happen, I, I do free education calls uh, via my website. You can see information there on the free education calls. But as, as we're learning, we have a responsibility to share with other people. And that's the only way we're going to, in my opinion, that we're going to be able to stand up as a people group. Um, we need numbers, people in numbers, but you can stand up individually as you start learning. Um, and there's lots of videos out there on YouTube. Oh, by the way, I have a YouTube site called Who Knew? <laughs> Who Knew University <laughs> that I try to keep two or three minute tidbits uh, of, of educational material. But Anyhow, the thing we want to do is really share our knowledge, spread the word, start um, coming together in groups and educating each other and moving forward that way. Amen. So, thank you so much, Tim. No, thank you. Thank you for your time and spending time with us and sharing your knowledge, too. By the way, I'm thinking when you said it, I don't know why I didn't pick it up at the first, but when you're saying the people coming together in assemblies, I want people to think of this. I want people to think of church. Because that's what the word means. It means assembly. This is why there could be a church in the Old Testament, as Stephen said. The church in the wilderness, Acts chapter 7. There is the assembly of the people. And so when you think of these things, don't think of it as political. Think of it as your duty before God. Think of it that way. This is a duty we have before God to uphold his light. Uh, uphold his his right as king to push the crown rights of King Jesus on those who represent us and uh, and to win the day in that. And it's going to take some time. People have to learn it. Some people will pick it up faster than others. And hey, if you can run ahead with a sword and go do your thing, go knock yourself out with it. But the people have to come together. So think of these. Uh, think of when you think of a town hall assembly. Think of church that you're there to push forward the moral law of God, or the common law, as it's been referred to here. Katie, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and then we'll be back in the morning. We, I think we've got a special guest coming on with Kate in the morning, 8 a.m., not 6 a.m., 8 a.m. I get 
I don't know, an extra 30 minutes or something to sleep instead of being up at 5. Uh, but catch us in the morning, and uh, we'll talk to you then. See ya.